Spaceflight could lead to erectile dysfunction, according to science. Korean dog farmers threatened to release two million canines. And a drunk groom kills his bride and guests at the wedding. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a Los Angeles closet. I got three weird news stories from all around the globe. Here we go. Scientists discover spaceflight could exacerbate your erectile dysfunction. It's the sound of science. Uh, Let's find out what science is doing, guys, giving us some very helpful information about how spaceflight could make some problems with our bodily functions. I had no idea. (laughs) I mean, thank goodness for science. I mean, next thing you know, they're going to tell us that a lack of oxygen might lead to some negative brain functions. The article says there's a new way in which going to space could mess with the human body. Scientists did a study on rats in simulated space environments. The study suggests that being weightless and exposed to space radiation unprotected by Earth's atmosphere could have a deleterious effect on the vascular tissues associated with erectile dysfunction. My goodness, being exposed to radiation could have effect on your operations, your penile operations. No idea. Who would have thought that? Yeah, it affects everything. Everything goes to pot when you expose it to radiation. Your skin, your bones, your vascular tissues, your heart, I assume, everything. Radiation is no bueno for the human body, and I thought that was common knowledge, but apparently science is still spending a lot of money to learn the various ways that we shouldn't go out and expose ourselves to radiation. This is why this whole plan to live on Mars is ridiculous. It's too much radiation. It says, even more than a year after the experiment, the rats showed signs of erectile dysfunction. And the, hold on, rats have penises? Ah, now we're learning something. (laughs) I had no idea rats had penises. (laughs) What happens if you give rats some Viagra? Does it, do they show signs of erectile improvement? Now there's a study I'd like to see. Okay, so the rats showed signs of erectile dysfunction. The culprit seems mostly to be the galactic cosmic radiation streaming through space. I mean, I thought all this was obvious. Here's a quote from these geniuses that are just wasting the public's money. While erectile dysfunction affects more than half of men over the age of 40 and represents an important factor for life satisfaction, the consequences of space travel on erectile function are still obscure. These findings indicate that simulated spaceflight exerts a long-term impairment of neurovascular erectile dysfunction, which exposes a new health risk to consider with deep space exploration. Yeah, deep space exploration at this moment is not viable for humans. It's just not. Our penises don't work up there. Um, women stop ovulating from exposed radiation after a certain amount. I mean, it's just not, we we can't procreate up there. This is why the whole idea of living up there at this moment is, it's just not feasible. So I'm not saying don't continue to explore our opportunities because clearly we're screwing up this earth and it's not going to be able to be a a home atmosphere for us for much longer at this rate. (laughs) I suggest you actually spend more money in cleaning up our backyard before we go out and, um, Try and see if we can get boners in space. That's just my opinion. I'm not in charge of any of these funds. I should be.
The article goes on to say, in space, in microgravity, in a radiation environment, human physiology starts to go south. Effects like bone and muscular density loss, fluid redistribution, increased cancer, and excess flatulence have all been documented or studied. Excess flatulence? I had no idea. You, you fart more in deep space. Oh, that's just going to make it even worse to be up on that space station. You're stuck in there with all these people eating weird things. You got fluid redistribution. Your muscle density is doing weird things. And now you, you, you got excess farting as well. Oh, man. Rough stuff. This deep space exploration. As far as this erectile study, they're saying that these results suggest neurovascular function of the erectile tissues may be impaired throughout the remainder of an astronaut's sexual health span following return to Earth from prolonged deep space exploration as well. So if you go up there, even when you come back to Earth, your organs aren't going to be working the way in which they were prior to the deep space exploration, it seems. Just another reason not to go up there. My suggestion is you remain on Earth and enjoy all of the functionality of your erections while you still can. Dog farmers in South Korea are threatening to release 2 million canines. South Korean dog farmers have issued a threat to the government. The threat is to unleash 2 million dogs if the government goes ahead with its proposed ban on dog meat in the country of South Korea. Release the hounds! They're threatening to release the hounds! 2 million dogs I could be petting? Are they threatening all of us with a good time? It sounds like it. These dog farmers are arguing that banning the controversial dog meat from menus across the country would deprive them of their livelihoods. How sad. And now they're going to release the dogs. And then we can all sing, who let the dogs out? Uh, 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 South Korean dog farmers. Uh, uh, uh. If implemented, this dog meat ban would come into effect in 2027, and the government has promised some financial assistance to the farmers to support their business in transitioning away from the dog meat trade. That sounds fair. Or you could just pay the farmers not to grow dogs like we do grain in the United States. <laughs> Subsidies, guys. Subsidies. We have here uh, Ju Young Bong. Yeah, he's, got, he's got the word bong in his name. Pretty cool. This guy's probably a stoner. He's head of the Korea Dog Meat Farmers Association. You would think he would be head of the Korean uh, Cannabis Farmers Association with a, a name like Bong. But no, he's in the dog meat farmer industry. He said the group would release 2 million dogs in the capital city of Seoul, especially near significant governmental locations and outside the homes of politicians. <laughs> really, bro? I mean, I don't believe this threat one minute. Here's a quote from this guy, Bong, who probably talks like a stoner. Hey, man, we're so outraged that we're talking about, we're talking about releasing two million dogs that we're raising, man. We're going to release them near the presidential office, the agricultural minister's home, and offices of lawmakers who have introduced the bills, man. 
Eating dog meat cannot be a crime like trafficking dogs or prostitution. Have you ever heard of anyone whose dog meat consumption caused any harm to others, bro? Come on, man. So uh, Mr. Bong is pretty upset. Because about a week ago, when the South Korean government announced its plans to introduce a ban on dog meat, animal rights organizations celebrated the move across the world. And people are against the dog farms and this dog meat industry. It says here, nearly one million dogs are farmed and killed for human consumption in a year, according to the Humane Society International. Uh, says here, quote, with so many dogs needlessly suffering for a meat that hardly anyone eats anymore, the government's bill delivers a bold plan that must now urgently be passed by the assembly so that a legislative ban can be agreed as soon as possible to help South Korea close this miserable chapter in our history and embrace a dog-friendly culture going forward. We have uh, someone named Cho Hee Kyung, head of the Korean Animal Welfare Association, says that they're has been a decrease in the number of dog meat consumers and that there was a consensus forming in favor of banning the trade and consumption of dog meat all along. But dog farmers in South Korea are devastated, naturally. We have a quote from someone named Lee Kyung-sig, who runs a farm outside Seoul that raises up to 1,100 dogs. This guy says... If I got to choose, if I got to close down, if I got to close down my farm with the financial condition I'm in, there really is no answer to what I can do. I've been in this for 12 years and it is so very sudden. Well, I mean, they're giving you a four year head start, buddy. So start to plan ahead. I mean, I think that's a nice buffer zone for you to do what in the business world they refer to as pivot. People got to pivot, man. As uh, as technologies change going forward, as behaviors and cultural trends change going forward, you sometimes have to change your business or leave it entirely. That's just the way of the changing world. Now, uh, I did a kind of a little bit of a dive into the state of affairs in South Korea when it comes to dog meat consumption, and... From what I could see, it just seems like something that is on the way out anyways. Like most of the anecdotes that I read were they were saying it's mostly something eaten very rarely and by people in an older generation that are dying off anyways. Um, according to a Gallup Korea poll conducted last year, in fact, nearly two-thirds of respondents opposed consuming dog meat. Only 8% reported having eaten dog meat in the past year a significant decrease from the 27% in 2015. I came across a stat here. It says in 2019, fewer than 100 restaurants served dog meat in Seoul. That is out of over half a million restaurants in the greater Seoul area. And the numbers continue to, to decline each year. So, I mean, clearly 100 restaurants out of half a million, that tells you right there that Dog meat markets are on the decline severely and just on the way out as a behavior. Now, I have refrained from making any sort of moral judgment on dog consumption in this segment. I'm someone who eats various animals, so I don't even think I'm qualified to make this judgment. Certainly, I'm not going to impose any sort of cultural imperialism either saying whether or not South Korea should end this practice from a moral standpoint. But from a business standpoint, it just seems 
like uh, a tr- it's trending that way. So all I'm saying is I don't think the farmers really have a leg to stand on and they should, you know, consider getting into a different business. Just from a business standpoint, it's smart. I don't know. But what do you guys think about all of this? I'm sure you have an opinion about dog meat. Call the show 646-450-2012. A groom kills his bride and three guests before turning the gun on himself just moments after saying, I do. This is an insane story. I can't believe that it's real. A Thai groom and former Paralympic athlete went on a drunken shooting rampage at his own wedding, killing his bride, believe it or not, and three guests before turning the gun on himself, according to authorities. Chaturang Suksuk, age 29, an ex-soldier, married 44-year-old Kanchana Pachunthuek in the Wang Nam Kyo district on northeast Thailand. Wow, I'm very proud of myself for getting what I think is uh, the proper pronunciation for these places. At the height of the festivities that night, Suksuk abruptly left the reception, that's the groom, went to his car. He returned a short time later brandishing a 9mm pistol, opened fire, shooting and killing his newlywed wife, her 62-year-old mother, and 38-year-old sister. This is out of control. Why would someone do this? Two wedding guests were also hit by stray bullets, killing a 50-year-old man and leaving a 28-year-old man wounded. Chaturung then shot himself and died right on the spot, right on the altar. The groom was said to be quite intoxicated at the time, but I mean, I, I can't imagine that that's the only reason he would do such a thing. But the motive for the mass shooting was not immediately known. Wedding guests told investigators that the newlyweds did not seem happy and had an argument during the reception. Wait a minute. I thought, oh, okay. So he did say, I do. They went on to the reception. So this all occurred at the reception, I assume. It was also alleged that Chatterung had felt insecure about the 15-year age gap between him and his bride. I still don't believe that that's, a, that's the reason. This, I think this guy's suffering from like PTSD or some, some extreme mental disorder. The couple had lived together for three years before deciding to tie the knot. Local police say that Chatterung had bought the gun and ammunition used in the shooting legally last year. Chatterung had lost his right leg in a train accident while serving with Thailand's paramilitary light infantry force. Last year, he won a silver medal in swimming at the ASEAN Para Games in Indonesia. He was also slated to compete in the World Ability Sports Games in Thailand next month as well. So he's a successful athlete, a war hero, it sounds like. He's got a, a beautiful bride. I see the photo. Why would he do this? So many things unanswered here. Oh, this is very, very sad, and I don't know. I don't think you can blame it on intoxication. I mean, every groom gets wasted at their own wedding, it seems to me. I mean, from the limited number of weddings that I've been to, that just seems to be a trend. Just, yeah, you get bombed at your wedding. Why not? <sighs> the fact that he was uncomfortable with the difference in age, that doesn't explain it either. I mean, you could just walk away from the wedding. I mean, <laughs> just people take off at the altar all the time. They just... They just, they get cold feet and they run away. I mean, that's, that's a normal, I wouldn't say normal, but that's more of a normal reaction to that uncomfortable age situation. If that is even the reason, I mean, he was living with this person for years. So I doubt that as well. I think something really deep and disturbing was going on with this individual that led to this. 
we're never going to know because he took his own life. Sadly, this is a very sad story. I got no jokes, guys, about this at all. I just can't. I, I mean, I think it's improper to even make a joke about such a sad situation. Instead, let's use this segment to do something nice. Tell your spouse how much you love them and appreciate them in this moment. And when they ask, why did you just say that? Just say, Jonesy told me to. Jonesy told me to tell you I love you. And then when they ask, who the hell is Jonesy? Just say, never mind. Never mind that. That's between me and Weird AF News. Yay! Onga shaka, onga, onga, onga shaka, onga, onga. I can't fight this feeling deep inside of me. I've been on a space flight, now I've got ED. Hey, how are you? I hope you learned something in today's episode. And let me just take a moment to thank you for your time. I appreciate it. There's a gazillion podcasts out there. And you chose to listen to Weird AF News today. And for that, I am grateful. I want to give a a shout out to someone who left me a review on Amazon. Did I already read this one? It's It's hard to keep track. We have Joe Nichols who left me five stars and wrote, Jonesy is funny AF. I've been listening for months and love it. Funny as hell. Gives me a smile every day before I go to work. Keep it up, Jonesy. You are awesome and bring laughter to many people every day. Well, thank you, Joe Nichols. I appreciate that Amazon review. Very, very helpful to get a five-star review on Amazon because, as you know, I get so many one-star reviews, so this is nice. We can we can do what's called buck the trend, right? Isn't that a thing, bucking the trend? <laughs> Jonesy has big words and phrases sometimes. Jonesy reads a little bit. Um, I don't read as much as I used to. I find myself watching a lot of YouTube videos instead. A lot of documentaries on YouTube, specifically miniature documentaries. Like, I can't always commit to an hour-long doc. In fact, there's a lot of subjects that you don't really need an hour-long documentary on. We can wrap this shit up in 10 minutes. You know, I find that very strange. There'll just be like a two-hour-long documentary on on a, some obscure band. And I'm like, all right, all right. We could have done this in 20 Anyways, um, I post a lot of the miniature documentaries that I've come across on YouTube. If they're really weird and good, I put them on the Patreon. So if you guys want to join the Patreon and watch some of the stuff that I've been watching, it's all weird, fascinating stuff in my opinion. Anyways, you can go to um, patreon.com slash weirdafnews or download the Patreon app on your smartphone. Do a search for Weird AF News. It's the only one there. You'll see a picture of me and you can join the Patreon. It's like buying Jonesy a beer every month. Why wouldn't you want to do that? It's the holidays. Consider it. Speaking of the holidays, I got some nice phone calls from some OGs of the show. I'm going to publish after this. If you want to call the show, 646-450-2012. And my email is funnyjones at gmail.com. If you would like to send an email, you can say hello or you can um, you can ask me for my address if you'd like to send me a holiday gift. Or you can, you can just uh, send me an article that you come across, some weird news that you think might be worthy of the show worthy of coverage also known as coverage worthy i'll be doing shows up in the bay this weekend oakland and san francisco so follow me on my instagram at funny jones if you happen to be up there i'd love to see you love to meet you all right we'll keep it brief i'll see you tomorrow and good luck with your life man hey what's up remember guys if you teabag somebody with a nut allergy it's attempted murder keep it weird and good luck with your life everybody Hello, fellow weirdos. This is Michael calling from Iowa City. Jonesy, I hope you're feeling better. And fellow weirdos, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving weekend.
And, um, of course, we had Black Friday. We had Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, and now today is Giving Tuesday, when we should all open our hearts, open our minds, and open our wallets and think about donating to those who are less fortunate, to organizations, charitable organizations, and to anyone who we think of in our lives that uh, we might want to donate to. And, of course, I'll ask this question. Would you tip your waitress or tip your Uber driver? Of course you would. So let's tip Jonesy as well. You are supposed to tip anyone who provides a service to you, and, of course, Jonesy provides a great service to all of us weirdos through the daily podcast that he works so hard on to bring us on a daily basis. So contemplate going to the weirdafnews.com website. You can join the Patreon when you get there by clicking that link, and you can join the Patreon at many different giving levels, but you can join for as little as $2 a month. That's a dime a day, as I like to say. And uh, when you join, you get access to much content on his Patreon website. Also, you can join, uh, or pardon me, you can uh, click on the, the button to donate a cup of coffee to Jonesy. You can give a single cup of coffee or as many as you'd like. And when you do that, you can leave the, a nice little message. You can also click the button to make a PayPal donation in any dollar amount that you'd like. You can also click the button there to find out information on how to have Jonesy make a cameo video. You can leave a nice message for a loved one, maybe a birthday message or an anniversary message. Uh, some other special occasion, he'll make a video message for you that will be forwarded to the love of your choice. Also, you can call Jonesy at 46450-2012 and get his address if you'd like to send him a gift of some sort. I'm sure he'd welcome some sort of baked good, coffee, or a, the gift of your choice. You know, Jonesy works very hard to bring us this podcast, and I like to show my appreciation to him as I year his birthday, Podcaster's Day, and now this Thanks for Giving campaign, which will go on through Christmas and into the New Year's. So please contemplate making a donation to Jonesy at this time. We say to Jonesy, we love you, we appreciate you, and I'll give a dollar donation in addition to every donation that is made by a weirdo. So thanks, Jonesy. We appreciate you and love you. Good luck with your life, man. And to everyone. Jonesy. This is the future speaking, calling all the way from the year 2023. I'd like to address your aversion to nut products and nuts and food. Um, as someone who worked for over 20 years in high-end fine dining, I can tell you that the last thing that anybody wants is for someone to have an allergic reaction at the dinner table, and we will do everything within our power to make sure that you're safe when you dine with us. However, uh, your assertions that there shouldn't be nuts and stuffing and some of these other things are out of line. Um, just tell us what you're, you're worried about and we'll, we'll see to your health. But please, let everybody else enjoy the wonderful, wonderful things that you can't. This has been a message from the future.